Right, good evening everyone. Welcome back to the ME7 podcast. Three points to start 2024 for Stephen Clemens and Jules as we travelled to Colchester on New Year's Day and defeated them by one goal to nil. That man, Scott Malone, proving to be the pivotal man once again. His strike or cross, depending on how you look at it, must have been in real time. It looks a bit like a cross, but we don't care. Found its way into the back of the net. And that gave us victory at um, Jobserve Stadium, I want to say. Maybe. I've been there a few times. Not today, unfortunately. I am. Had uh, other plans, I didn't attend today, but um, given I've been there so many times, it wasn't the, the biggest uh, regret of my life, despite the victory. But it's nice to come on here. Obviously, I did two podcasts last week on uh, the Forest Green game and the Calder game, which weren't great to talk about and not great to digest, but it is great to come on here tonight and talk about three points and, uh, and have a very positive uh, positive discussion about um, about the game today and, and the positive nature that you know we can all look at this evening. We sit now... Um, Believe one point behind the uh, the last playoff place in seventh. We've got a January window coming up, so as uh, critical as people have been, myself included, of course, over the past um, few uh, few days or so of recent results, um, there's reasons to to look a bit more optimistically about it now. With uh, that point uh, from the top seven only being one win or maybe even one draw away, but probably a win because my goal difference, to be fair. But um, yeah, not far away at all. We can get back to pushing to try and get into those playoff places come uh, come the end of May. But um, yeah, we'll bring in Elliot and James. James, I know you were there. Elliot, were you there today? I was actually watching it on a ever-so-legal stream. I watched it on iPhone. I keep, I keep hearing about these illegal, I mean, illegal streams. I, I probably need to get myself one. But um, yeah, let's, uh, let's, you obviously joined me on, um, I think it was Friday, or maybe it was the, the call game, I can't remember. There were two podcasts that were basically identical when you think about it. But um yeah, we didn't have the best of times, did we? Had it um, not a negative talk that we didn't really want to go into. So it's, it's an honour for us to come on here tonight and talk really positively about about three points away from home. Yeah. Um, firstly, happy New Year to everyone, and um, yeah, fantastic. It's uh, it makes a change from the last time I was on, um, but yeah, three points is three points. Um, six points from the last six available. Um, we have to keep it slightly grounded, though, to be fair, because. It was against two very poor teams. I mean, today, Colchester were extremely poor. Um, I do feel sorry for, for their fans having to watch that week in, week out. Uh, but all you can do is, is fill your boots with, with two wins, and, and that's what we've done. Uh, the mentality for me is still quite low. Um, I think that's probably the reason why we sort of sat back towards the end of the second half when... Uh, for the first bit of that second half, our intensity was brilliant. I think the f- we'll go in to talk about the first half, but but we did control that as well. Um, but the sort of the there are positive signs, and uh, I think the sort of footballing gods are, are shining down on us with this this fixture list. Whilst we have this period of of inconsistency, we we seem to be playing teams that are really really poor uh three but the bottom three sides we've we've faced in the last four games and now we've got that that break if you like because we've got the free hit against Sheffield United but we've got in effect two weeks until our next league game and hopefully by then uh we can um we can have some uh, new acquisitions because we we definitely still need it for the for the second half of the season push yeah, James, it was, it was important today to get that victory, wasn't it? Because we all spoke, you know, before the Sutton game about the the big period that we had these four games and how important it was to get a good set of results, a good enough return. Otherwise, it could be a case of we could get good results that can make us push on for the season, or it could be results that 
see us moving forward further away from where we were. And obviously, we got the draw at Forest Green, which wasn't ideal. Game we should be winning. We created chances, but ended up losing the game against Crawley. Took us a long time to get the winner against Sutton, despite dominating the vast majority of the game and creating chances. And today, again, quite a, quite a good amount of chances created. Got lucky on one occasion in the first half when I, I think it was Joe Taylor put one wide from point blank range. But we did finally get that goal, hit the crossbar twice. Keepers had to make two good saves from Dom Jeffries and Max Amos. So it, it seemed like it was a much more, from what I, well, I watched the game, it seemed very potent from us today, if not entirely clinical, which is a lot better than the recent games, I would say. And, um, yeah, I think all in all, with this result today, James, and, and the three points, how, how do you feel coming away from this Vista period now? Because it's um, seven points uh, from a possible 12, which... No, it isn't bad. It isn't bad. Um, I think if we'd, well, you know, I was trying to think of put results in different order, maybe it'd look better. But I suppose when you're playing the four teams down there, apart from Corley, it doesn't really make much difference. But you know, I think it's a it's, it's a good enough return, is what I'd say. It's not exceptional. It's not amazing. But given how the first two games games went against Corley and uh, Forest Green, it was pivotal that we won the remaining two. We've done that, so I suppose you can come out of this um, this festive period thing, feeling. Fairly satisfied with the return from the four games. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I certainly feel better about us in terms of this this period now. Um, yeah, just just the past two games, I just feel like we've had a lot more control. Certainly, certainly in the second half of Friday, and then the and then the first the first sixty five minutes of, of this afternoon, we've been we've been in control a lot. A lot, lot more of certainly of the football. Um, we've played in the right areas where I'd questioned at times um, throughout throughout certainly these past sort of eight or nine games. Were we we were doing a whole lot of nothing with it? Um, at least now we're we're creating a number of chances per game, um, and 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 I suppose it, sooner rather than later, those chances will will effectively turn into. To two, three, four goals, um, and we, look, we we could have quite easily had that this afternoon, um, and we could have quite easily had it on Friday night. Um, I'm feeling a lot more positive tonight than I have been the past in the past week and a half or so. Um, Forest Green was a complete write off, um, like you say, but I, I've certainly seen um, signs of improvement after the Boxing Day game against Crawley, these these past two performances against Sutton and Colchester, where yes, you expect us to be be beating them. Um but we I suppose we expected to beat Forest Green and Crawley and and come away with, with one point out of the both of them. Um we've looked a lot more assured in the in the in these past two games. I, I still question our game management at times. I feel I feel the subs were I feel the subs were unnecessary in terms of Pulling the pulling the both foot forwards off. Um, I'd have done one and then done one later on. Um, and I, but I think that's where Clements is learn will learn and 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 quite frankly has to learn. Um, but look, let's it's not it's not about criticizing criticizing him um, or, or constructive criticizing him. We've we've come off the back of <clears throat> of creating a number of chances in the last two games. Um, we've had. A fantastic amount of chances in those past two games. Uh, Clements can't Clements can't put the, put the ball in the back of the net for them. But in the last two games, we've come out of six points, and statistically, that all that matters. We're, we're one point off the playoffs, and and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how you get there. It's about getting the points, isn't it? 
Yeah, and it was certainly did that, and that was um, probably what James was saying there about chances creating. I think this was probably the game that over the four, I think we created the most clear cut chances in. Um, we'll get into those in just a second, but we'll run through the uh, run through the starting eleven that uh, Stephen Clements picked out today for for Jules as we travelled to Colchester, and um, yeah, a couple of changes. Um, it's one probably you would have expected considering uh, he came off with a bit of a knock, and obviously the man who replaced him scored that world of a goal, but it was a Jake Turner and goal, Trey Alexander, Conor Marston, Max Amos, Shadok Ogin, it was Scott Malone, who the aforementioned change there, coming in for Max Clark, who did make the bench, so maybe he wasn't, maybe he had a slight knock, wasn't risk maybe, but I think, you know, he didn't play particularly badly on a, on Friday night, but when Scott Malone comes to the bench and does what he does, it's hard to imagine uh, Max Clark retaining his place uh, for today, but that's unfortunate for him, I'm afraid. Uh, Conor Mahoney came in, Ethan Coleman and Dom Jeffries beside him, and then Ashley Addison continued up top with uh with Oliver Hawkins and it was a side that I looked at and I thought that's more than enough to, to go and win this game and um yeah the first chance came after only only a few minutes didn't it it was a uh, Hawkins involved a ball round the corner to Dom Jeffries the defender commits himself a bit too early and Dom can just nick the ball away from him I think I want to say it's a good save from the goalkeeper but I think Dom perhaps telegraphs it a little bit I think he opens his body up quite early on I think that's what gives away the angles as to where he's hitting it. And I think the keeper can get down. I think it's a smart save, but I think Dom probably will look back on that and think probably should do a little bit better, especially so early on. It would have given us a really nice pedestal to bounce off of, but that wasn't to be. And we can talk about it, you know, in a sense of it's unfortunate because obviously it didn't come back to bite us, thankfully. But it was good signs early on, wasn't it, in terms of the chances that were going to be created throughout the, throughout the game. I know um, Colchester obviously have a very poor... A defensive record, just like we have a very poor attacking one. But when it shows you can get in as as easily and early as we did as we can, it was a good uh, good springboard for the rest of the game in terms of the chances we were going to create. Well, yeah, I looked at the uh, team selection. I, I can't really uh, argue with any of that. I think um, that was the the three five two or five three two seems to be suiting us uh, at the moment. The players are sort of. Uh, we're getting used to it um, initially um, in the in the Crawley game, but um, since then it, it has been working pretty well. We've created a lot lot of chances, and yeah, in the first uh, the first well, the first thing I would say is that the pitch, you know, that, that has got to be one of the worst pitches um, I've seen uh, this season. So, and four games in ten days as well. So. I would have possibly bought Bonn in, uh, but I don't know the situation. Obviously, we don't know the situation with regards to the, the plans of the transfer window and stuff like that. But yeah, no no, no complaints about the team. That That's the sort of team I would have, have gone with. Um, yeah, and, and we've start, started with that chance after I think it was about three minutes. Um, I think, I can't really remember who, who did the, the nice little touch to Jeffries. I think it may have been Hawkins, who had a, a pretty decent game. Um, but but yeah, Jeffrey's through on goal, um, slightly wide. But you know, I would have expected him to uh, to get a bit more power on the shot. It's a decent save, but yeah, that's what we need to see more of Jeffrey's. I think he had a brilliant game today, close close with man of the match. But we need to see see more goals and assists for in, into his game because after all, he is sort of, if you like, uh, I, I'd describe him as a sort of attacking midfielder or box to box midfielder. I want to see more end product. But yeah, at that point, you think yeah, we've got control as the away side as well it's always good to um, start well and I thought we in terms of we didn't absolutely dominate but we we controlled the play yeah I, th- I think James what he is saying now I think we didn't dominate in terms of chances like creating 
big successes of chances straight away in the first half. We had that big one from, from Dom Jeffries, but I think we controlled a lot of the game in terms of we had a lot more possession than you'd expect as we, we come to his way from Stephen Clement's side. We were getting into the right areas. We couldn't quite get the final ball off, but there was, there was signs that something was building throughout the game that we were getting a strong hand on it. And I know obviously Colchester, a team, who've, I think they've lost eight of the last nine. That sole win coming at home to Salford a, a midweek against... Uh, trying to think we would have played on the midweek, but it was a while ago. Um, it's obviously a team struggling under Matty Everington, who's somehow in a management job. I know that was like debacle when he was at Crawley, probably uh, just before Scott Lindsay came in or whatever happened there. But regardless, not our problem. A team very much out of form. But we did um, have a lot of the game, had a lot of possession, got ourselves into good areas, couldn't quite find the, uh, the kid the moment um, after that Dom Jeffries chance. And then the big moment came for Colchester out of nothing really. There's no achievers down the left-hand side, puts a ball into the box. I think it's missed by a, by a defender in our own area and it falls to Joe Taylor and it looks... Um, looks harder to miss, really, is what I would describe it as. I think he's, he's maybe gone a bit ahead of the ball when it's hit the back of his shin, perhaps, and it's diverted in the opposite direction, got overturned, but wide of the post. Um, a let-off, we can say, but it would have been very much against the run of play, wouldn't it? And you know, for once, uh, James was talking about these away games and how we have a lot of possession against teams down the bottom of the table, but we can't put our chances away and then we get undone. It's nice to have a bit of luck in the sense that, for once, this time we actually got away with it. Yeah, I- you know, you know, Robin, I actually feel a little bit sorry for Colchester at the moment because we know how that feels um, to be what is happening to them at the moment in terms of off the field problems and and not not enjoying the, the squad of players and whatever else. But obviously, pre Gallanson, obviously, if, if you were there, if, if anyone was there today that was listening, people could see the the, the, the silent process they were having the empty ground whatever issues they were having and it's and you do look around it and you and you know what to be honest mate it puts in it puts a sense of perspective on it how lucky we actually are um i, I know obviously at the moment <clears throat> people are people are sort of questioning um decisions going into recruitment and whatever else but I, I think i said to alex um today um that we're actually quite lucky aren't we that um we had what we had come in sort of around this time last year, really, with the Gallantons coming in. Because I feel really sorry for them. They're, they are absolutely shot to pieces. They look nothing like the Colchester side that come and tore us apart at Prisfield. They look a million, million miles away from it. Um, and they were awful. They were absolutely awful. Um, and, and yeah, sometimes it does put it into perspective. But in terms of us, I thought, I thought yeah, we, we, were, we were very, very good in possession. We created... Um, a number of chances in the first half. We were excellent in that 15-minute spell where we scored the goal. Um, and, yeah, we did get away with, the, obviously, the, the, the Taylor chance. And, and, obviously, on another day, he sticks it he sticks it in the net and we're 1-0 down. But um, sometimes, again, you have to ride your luck, I think. Um, and we did that. We, we rode our luck a little bit at times. But I feel like in football, you create your own luck. Um and we did that as well. Well, James, just to cut you off, we've got some we've got some breaking news. Sky Sports, Jim White, breaking news. Transfer deadline day. Colchester United, uh, club statement, Matty Edlington has been sacked by Colchester United on transfer deadline day. That isn't a joke. He has been sacked. There you go. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. There you go. I mean, one of the chants they, was, they, was, they were singing was, Matty Edlington, your football is shit. Um, and that was one of their very few chants that they were singing this afternoon. So I'm not surprised. 
I'm not surprised to be honest. They were they were they were awful. They were absolutely dreadful this afternoon. Um, and yeah, yeah, I thought I thought um, I thought we controlled the, goal, the game in large large parts. Um, and it's funny, isn't it? Is that if the two or three of those chances go in the back of the net and we end up walking away with a three 0 three 0 win, um, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure no one's actually sitting in there questioning questioning the performance this afternoon. Um, but I thought I thought it was one of our one of our more assured away performances we've had in a we've had in a long while this afternoon, definitely. Yeah, if I agree with what you're saying in principle, but I really don't like Colchester, so I'm not as sympathetic. <laughs> I dislike Colchester a lot. But hopefully, considering we've played them now, they can get out of... Although I think they'll stay up anyway, because Sutton and Forest Green are that bad. But obviously, without um, Matty Everinson now, maybe they'll get in someone who can do a better job. But regardless, doesn't bother me. Um, Elliot, um, we'll carry on with uh, with the game, obviously. We had that big scare with Joe Taylor's chance, but then again, it was looking like one of those in the same sense I was saying earlier. You know, it's nice to get away from for once, but we created another good chance with the free kick from uh, Mahoney balling. I think it was Aimer who flicked it on. I couldn't really see it at first glance um, when it was first been shown due to the amount of bodies in there, but I think he flicks it on and it's just just saved just as it's going into the corner of the net by uh, Owen Goodman and, and Nicole just in there. It looked like it was ahead of that lacked a little bit of pace but at the same time I don't think Aimer really could have done much more with it other than glances he did so it's no stomp limb at all and uh, obviously the rebound fell to Shadrach Ogi who had a shot looked like it was uh, handled but Shadrach was coming back from an offside position so it wouldn't have mattered anyway but I think in that period of the game we we just sort of not gone off the ball a bit we were we were creating shot we were having a lot of the ball as I said and Colchester were being limited so I think Arthur Reed had a few shots from outside the area that went way off target I remember they had a, a player who dived in between two players trying to win a penalty and we were having a lot of the ball controlling a lot of game but in terms of creating chances we weren't really doing much to threaten them and then obviously Max's header comes in looks destined to, to find a net and make it one door to Gillingham but it, it wasn't to be and that was really the last um uh, the last knock-ins of the first half really, as it went in at nil-nil and what were your emotions at when, when the half-time whistle went because it felt like a game that was definitely there for us to win as we did in the end we know but it also felt like maybe it was one of those where we had to scare with the Joe Taylor effort after we missed a big chance we missed another big chance and you know it had two sort of sides to the coins in it one was we can easily go on and win this game if we just take one chance and be clinical and then see it out but also at the same time you always get that, that horrible feeling in the back of your mind where if you have a lot of chances, you don't put them away. It might only take one for your position to, to take the game away from you. Uh, yes, Jim. I mean, Owen. That was a very good impression, by the way. Um, what uh, I got from the, the first half, it's very sort of reminiscent of the performance at Tranmere, actually, where we were sort of in control of it without having loads and loads of chances but we still had more chances I think than the Tranmere game but we we're in control of the possession and that that Taylor miss was was horrendous actually um but yeah on the, um on the subject of Taylor he's actually been recalled um by Colchester which is which is quite interesting because he's the sort of player that I think we we could be after um if you yeah I, 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 sorry Elliot, I, I said this when, when we were out for New Year's yesterday I said this yesterday and I thought it would just come into effect today because today's the first game of January. So I was actually quite surprised he played for him today. I thought he would have just been gone as of today. I didn't think he'd actually play. Yeah, so yeah, I've just read something on Twitter just after the game that he'd been recalled and um, by Luton. So 
uh, presumably he, he won't be anywhere near the first team there. And I just felt that if you look at his record, I think he's got 11 goals in, in the 25 matches or so there for a team that really didn't create an, a, a lot of of chances against us today. I think these are sort of player that that looks quite handy. Anyway, that miss was 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 awful, and luckily we got away with it. But yeah, I just felt after that that Amar we we had um, brought out a good save. It was a decent enough header. I think yeah, like you say, you couldn't do much more with that. And then we had a, a little pot shot from Jeffries, I think it was, who sort of um, the keeper spills it slightly and an ogie was given offside but at half time i felt like this was um okay we're in the game we're not playing amazingly but we're we're controlling play and i, I did feel that there's going to be a point where our level of intensity will go up um because that's the thing that was lacking in that first half we played we played well in patches but the the intensity wasn't quite there in that final third. We were comfortable at the other end, aside from that Taylor miss. And but I, I definitely felt that we would go on to win the game, considering how uh, poor Colchester, um, how poor they are, to be fair. And um, luckily, that second half we we rose to the occasion. Yeah, we certainly did, James. And the second half was very much. Uh the first 10-15 minutes of intent uh, from Jules, we, we really changed how the game was being played. It was a bit cagey, a bit, you know, one team would have five-minute spell, the other team would have a five-minute spell, one big chance created each. I think Max is a chance, but I don't think it's a clear-cut one because it's just from a set piece. But the second half started with Jules basically making the game a bit of a basketball game for the first 10 minutes or so. They were putting committing men forward knowing that there was obviously the threat of Colchester getting in behind and the counter-attack, but it was all about Getting that first goal, um, we created the plethora of chances very early on in the second half. The most notable one being uh, the ball in from Conor Mahoney, headed onto the crossbar by uh, Ollie Hawkins. But uh, John Defrey's getting in behind, tracks back in, thinks the ball into the box, and Scott Malone fires it over the bar. And then, thankfully, the moment did come and we were rewarded. Um, one thing I do want to say, I'm not sure if it was before or after the goal. I can't quite remember, but there was a counter-attack where from Colchester had a 4-3 and... Three and um, I think it was Taylor who got in behind and Trey Alexander did very, very well to catch up with him, give him a bit of muscle. Uh, their player went down screaming for a penalty. It never was. Just a bit of strength and he able to guide the ball back to Jake Turner. I thought it was a really good run-on-one defender from Trey. Um, I can't remember whether that was before or after the goal, but worth a mention regardless. And then, um, obviously, the moment came where Scott Malone was down the left-hand side, skipped past the challenge. Um, you were behind the goal, so I think you'll know better than I will. Um, I, I couldn't tell at the time. I'm still not really sure whether it is a cross or a shock. I think it takes a little deflection, but the goal's been given to Scott, so that means it was going on target. So I can assume it was maybe just a very good experienced play with everyone in the Colchester box expecting the ball to come into the area for a cross. And he's maybe seen in the corner of his eye, seen a little gap in Owen, Owen Goodman's near post and thought we can get it in there, which obviously he did. But um, yeah, if it is to be a shot and he's managed to find that small pocket of space in the corner of the net, then it's a very good finish from Scott and, and two winners in a week from him. Uh, I'll tell you now, mate, he's definitely crossing it and it's nicked off the Colchester um, defender and wrong foot the goalkeeper. So, <laughs> so that probably takes away what you've just said. Um, but yeah, Scott, Scott, um, it's all about getting in the right areas and, and in the right, in the right place. And going back to the first 15 minutes of, of we were excellent in that first 15 minutes, but that's that's the level of intensity. We I, I don't expect it all game because, of course, you get you get tired. But 
why why can't we start games like that with that intensity and and get the and get the game done early? Is is my question. But look, we created a, a number of opportunities. With obviously Ollie Hawkins' header is he's so unlucky. He he heads it back where it comes from and, and he does a different right bounces the crossbar. Obviously Shad has the one that the keeper tips onto the post. Another great strike. Um, and then, and then we've obviously had a, a couple of balls flashed across the face of goal and everything else. But the intensity for the first 15, 20 minutes of that second half wins us the game. We've 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 stepped it up. We've stepped it up a couple of notches, and and Cole's just to, yeah, not know what sort of <laughs> hit him. In. But that's what we needed to do. That is all we needed to do. It, it come from that effort and desire to to want to go and win the football match, and and that was simply the difference this afternoon in, in those opening twenty minutes of the second half. That was the difference between us winning the football match. Colchester, once once we stepped it up a couple of notches, they they really couldn't couldn't get anywhere near us. But it was then it was then frustrating that we decided to sort of step off that momentum once we once we'd made the changes and not go and put put the game to bed completely um, because all the time it's one nil, the, the other team is still in it and and for the last twenty minutes they were they were they were knocking on the door a little bit without testing Jake an awful lot, but. That is where that that twenty that fifteen twenty minute spell really is where we have got got to be putting games to bed, um, and and that is that is the point where we've got to be hitting twos and threes in in that twenty twenty five minute spell really. Yeah, that was the the main takeaway I had once once the subs were made and uh, we sacrificed uh, the two strikers for McCauley Bond and Tom Nichols. I think we lost a little bit of that dynamism we had, um, and it is worth mentioning just because. Um, I don't know how, how unlucky you get. Um, I think out of all of our defensive players, Shadrach Ogi is still the only one who hasn't scored a, a goal in the league yet. He's hit the crossbar in a in a game before. I can't. I was thinking of this earlier on when he did hit the post. I can remember him cannoning a header off um, the top of the bar in a game that we were winning quite comfortably, but I can't remember what the game was off the top of my head. I know it was a pre-seal, but that's as much as I can say. But he got even closer this time. Ball put, pulled back from Ethan Coleman. He's agonisingly close. He hits the inside of the post. It sort of just veers away and Colchester got away with one. I felt so bad for him. I think if, anyone want, if we want anyone to score, it's uh, Shad because he's been exceptional for the vast majority of the season. He's the only one who hasn't got that goal yet. I've heard him talking pretty much uh, conferences before where he said he's been, he's been looking to get that one goal. We've seen him uh, have a few long-range efforts, some closer than others, but he's getting as close as, as, close as you can get. And I think his, his performance today was... Outstanding, I think he's back to the shadow we saw in the first few weeks of the season. Not that he's really come far off of that level, but he's obviously had some time out of the team. But I think this was a proper shadow performance that we've been been used to for for this season. It would have been uh, would have been just rewards, wouldn't it, for him to have uh, capped it off with that goal? But I'm sure as a defender, he'll be thinking uh, the clean sheet would do. Clean sheet will do. Uh, with Shadogi, I think he did actually miss an unbelievable chance. I can't remember what game that was as well. But yeah, he's been banging on, on the door for a goal. Um, to be fair to their keeper, I think it was a, it was a cracking save onto the post, uh, albeit at a good height for him, but it, it was powerfully struck. Um, and yeah, he had a really good game uh, up there for a man of the match contender, definitely. I think he dealt with um, John Akinde very well um, and the pace of Taylor as well. I think actually John Akinde, although we know his limitations, he, he does always seem to do something against the Jills. And luckily enough today, uh, the the little layoff to the, the guy on the left-hand side to cross it in for Taylor's miss was pretty much uh, one of very few things that Akinde did. But uh, uh, back to Ogie, he was, he was brilliant, as were 
um, Amar and Masterson. It really does suit us to, to have all three on the pitch at the moment at the same time because I feel like we, when we were experimenting with Ogie and Masterson, they, they're quality players, but they didn't seem to work as well as uh, an Amar and Ogie or an Amar and Masterson. And, and all three of them really dealt with culture. So as you said, James, they 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 were sort of going for it towards the end well they had to but they didn't really test us at all and uh, that's the sign of where they where they're at unfortunately for them um but yeah Ogie was brilliant and um yeah that was that was a good save from their keeper yeah would have uh, very much sewn up the game I was saying um you know in our group chat James we wouldn't have seen it because you're at the game but I was saying similar to what you were saying before we're in that period that I hoped we wouldn't sit back because I thought there was more than enough opportunities for us to go and get a second and kill the game. And I couldn't see coaches coming back from, from that, let alone the one that they couldn't manage either. But it was probably the best attacking performance I've seen since the uh, well, attacking period, I should say, since the uh, second half against um, Salford. Another team we were down there, I think we played really, really well in that first 10, 15 minutes of the second half. But there was obviously the chances to, to capitalise and, you know, make it two and probably seal the game and not have to, you know, well, to be fair, I was just saying not have to, like, you know, bite your nails or anything in the last 15 minutes, but I don't think I was ever really in that situation because I didn't really, um, I didn't feel as though Colchester were going to cause any immediate problems. You could see from the, the last 15 minutes or so, I don't think we could you could say that Turner's made a save that's been, you know, you would class as a great save. I think a lot of them, were just straight at him, almost passes to it, to be honest. A lot of shots, not a little, not much power. Very easy for someone as at Turner's caliber. And I think we were very comfortable. Cue balls into the box. Tom Hopper put one or two wide, one straight at Jake as well. But I don't think there was ever a moment in that second half where, I've, you know, Colchester came forward and I thought we were in, we're in big trouble here. And there was a chance that they were going to get a goal because, as I said, they created half chances at most in the second half, and those that did create work were very easy for, very easy for for, for Jay Turner and Goa. Jay James has left us for a second, so I'll put that to you, Eddie. In terms of um, game management, um, we disappointed a little bit that we went. We seemed to drop back a little bit. I think it was for me a little bit unnecessary given how the game was going and the fact that we looked more likely to get a second than they did to ever get back and get one. But at the same time, I get the argument that obviously teams are going to have a spell at some point when when the the clock starts to go down a little bit more and you know needs must etc but I thought at that point in the game the subs that came on Tom Nichols and Macaulay Bond I think we lost a bit of the outlook we had with Hawkins and Addison who were both having good games respectfully and I think it's sort of disjointed us a little bit in the attacking third which allowed Colchester to then gain a bit more impetus have a bit more of the ball but as, as I said earlier they had a bit more of the ball in the last 10-15 minutes or so, but I don't think we ever really felt particularly threatened, did we, or in any immediate danger? We, Yeah, we had that 15-minute spell where we were absolutely brilliant. Um, we really should have cashed in. Um, the luck wasn't quite there, as we said, with the Ogie chance. Also with that Hawkins, that was a brilliant header. Um, Nadison coming through on goal just lacked a little bit of confidence for me with that shot straight at the defender. But... Yeah, we did. After that 15 minutes, we did sit back and I'd say I'm a little bit disappointed in that sense. But you have to remember, it's it's four games in 10 days. The pitch wasn't great. The confidence is still not there. So I could see the sense in in holding on to what we've got and and get out of there with the three points, which, to be honest, Colchester, although you are going to get periods of, of... 
play where they're on top, being the home side. No matter who you play, really, in this division, there'll always be a chance or two. They didn't really create anything. And um, I'll tell you what, what epitomised the second half, like energy, the the the, the increase in intensity was, was actually Dom Jeffries, um, the way he hassled a, a defender for a corner, uh, to, to win a corner, sorry, and then Mahoney for the... Um, Ogie chance the way he was battling away for the, the the goal these things were missing in the in the first half and um yeah although Colchester had their moments I think that uh Fevrier, is it Fevrier, the right winger um gave sort of Malone a, a challenge Malone stood up to it really well and I thought that's why he possibly would be my man of the match but apart from those sort of moments Turner had shots that were straight at him I think a centre-back tried a ridiculous header from the edge of the area, which went miles wide. And, and a couple of, well, they had a couple of close uh, close free kicks to, to the area, which um, luckily for us hit the wall. We were never really, the three points were never in doubt, to be honest. No, I don't think they were. I think cultures you can see team low on confidence, much like ourselves in a different aspect. But I think we're, with every game we pass and every game we win, uh, even if we're not doing it free-scoringly, then... You know, we know that there's going to be more confidence uh, born throughout that. And obviously, missed a couple of players ourselves today. No, uh, Johnny Williams, um, which I didn't say at the start of, at the, the programme. I only really thought about it now. Obviously, came off um, with that injury against Sutton. Um, uh, Stephen Clemens obviously didn't do a, a press conference before this game, given how uh, close together the games are, etc. But hopefully, um, I think it was Robbie Stockdale on duty tonight. So I'm, I'm wondering if anyone's asked him about... Um, about Johnny and what his recovery might be and what he's actually done. Because it looked like a slight hamstring at first. Hopefully it's more of just a twinge than anything uh, too serious and we'll see him back soon. But yeah, just to end this off, Elliot, because um, I know um, we're going to be going into FA Cup week next week and uh, everyone uh, will want to be, we'll be tweeting it out when it comes out. But we have done an interview with Red Half of Sheffield, uh, their uh, YouTube podcast account, a bit of an interview on there, talk about the game. So we'll uh, we'll get that uh, retweeted when they release it. I think it should be later today, but obviously they're in America and in, in uh, North Carolina, I believe. So I don't know what the time difference is there—six hours, maybe. I don't know. But still, when that comes out, we'll uh, we'll give it a retweet. But um, edit, yeah, just to round us off tonight. Obviously, the uh, the transfer window is now open. Um, just simply, I know we spoke about this a bit before, but given what you've seen from this Gillingham team so far this season, the position we're in is a good one one point away from the playoffs, so very much anything to play for. What do you think we need in terms of additions, in terms of one, a number of additions, two positions, and yeah, what do you think we need to, to get us over that line and into the playoffs coming into May? Uh, one word, pace. That is what we need. I've been, I've been saying this for, for a while now. I think we need more pace in this team. Um, we have the good foundations to have a really good second half of the season. Um, the guys, like you say, are only one point. We're one point off the playoffs, and there's a, there's a, a lot of teams in there, including Notts County, who are only I think four points clear of us now. But we've got a game in hand, so there's still loads to play for. Um, but yeah, pace. Um, I feel like if we get that special ingredient of pace in the team, it will help others. The the likes of Mahoney, the likes of. Hawkins, Lapsley, Williams um, just need that injection of pace to to allow these creative uh, players to to start playing better, better or creating more chances. And also, like we we need obviously one of the strikers to step up and score some more goals. Uh, I thought it would be Bon, if I'm honest, but 
I don't know whether to believe the rumours that he, he could be off. It could be Nichols off. We don't know. But we do need someone, I think, from watching today, someone alongside Hawkins who will be able to stick the ball in the back of the net as well. So I'd say a winger maybe. But it depends on the formation. I mean, we have changed into the three-five-two formation recently. So whether that um, changes our plans, whether we're going for a winger or indeed a wing back. Uh, but I do think uh, you need to adapt to all sort of situations. So I do think like a fast winger, um, someone that can put put the ball in the back of the net, that's hard to find in January. But as I said earlier, I think Taylor, with his record, he could be someone that might be on our radar. You I, know, I was just about to say, Eddie, I was just about to say, I've got to bring you some bad news. Um, apparently, a tweet's come out saying the reason for Joe Taylor being uh, recalled is because there was talks for a permanent deal to an unnamed League One club. Okay, that rules that one out then. Thanks for that, Jim. Um, but yeah, um, okay, so we, we could do with someone up there with Hawkins. For me, um, Madison, although he, I don't think he, he had the best game today, um, his pace is always essential. So bring, I think at the moment at this stage, he's someone that you want to be bringing on against tired legs. I think someone alongside Hawkins. And then I think we sort of lack someone who is um, a leader someone who's quite vocal in the central midfield area, maybe a box-to-box slash um, sort of like a really energetic player, similar to sort of like Dom Jeffries, but with a bit more sort of leadership qualities and possibly a bit more sort of finishing. You know, uh, as as good as Dom Jeffries was today, as I said, the goals and assists aren't great at the moment from him. That's what he's probably trying to improve upon. Um, and again, you don't know, we don't know the rumours uh, Dom Jeffries, I've heard, could be leaving. So, um, yes, but those three areas of the pitch I'd be targeting if I was um, Clements, Hess and Jacket. Right, that'll do it for us uh, today. We're going to be back on Thursday for a preview for the FA Cup game against Sheffield United. I appreciate this Saturday a chance to cause a bit of an upset and reach round four. Very much given how we uh, we turn up in, uh, in FA Cup games and Cup games, not beyond the... Uh, the runs of possibility at all, and hopefully a big turnout at uh, Priestfield for that one. See what we can do against uh, a Premier League side, albeit one that's going to be a Championship side very soon. But the Premier League for now, so it still counts. Um, Edit, thank you very much for joining me tonight. Uh, hope everyone enjoys the rest of their first day of the year. Off the back of three points, be much more enjoyable, I'm sure. We'll speak to you all next. Uh, well, not next week; it's Monday, isn't it? A little bit later on this week. And until then, up the jewels. Good night.